<laughs> yes, the background check is for good or for bad, man. Welcome to Founders Voyage. Our speaker this week is a deep diver in innovation and creativity and an experienced global mentor who has brought his passion and expertise surrounding innovation to serve aspiring entrepreneurs across five continents. He founded Elio XYZ, a company with international operations focused on providing solutions to increase productivity and sustainability in agriculture. An entrepreneur with too many achievements to list. We are honored to have Luciano Del Silviera Arajo sharing his experiences with us today. Thanks so much, Spencer. We're delighted that each of you could join us today. Luciano is going to kick off our talk today with a bit of a presentation about his journey, um, and then we'll open up the floor for questions and discussion. Thank you so much for making time to be with us, Luciano, from beautiful, sunny Brazil. Um, the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a big, it's amazing honor to be here. I think the work that Nancy, Spencer, Carlos, Danny, everybody that's connected with this channel is doing, it's super important for the community. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an enthusiast on the area of innovation and entrepreneurship. And, uh, this is something that guided me uh, a long time ago. I started to work on the fields of design and innovation maybe more than 20 years ago. And uh, my journey, it's not uh, uh, like a super highway or I didn't get the, the most easier path. And I think it's pretty, pretty common uh, to have this kind of uh, history. But starting from the beginning, I am an architect by training. I worked on a big, big company here in Brazil that looks like a little bit with the Pentagram company, a little bit with IDEO, but more connected with Visual ID. I was inside of this company since my first year in the architecture school, working with really big brands and different kind of projects. It, and it gave me a, a big opportunity to understand different kind of markets. Uh, in 2003, I founded my own company, my design studio. And I started, I started to, to teach at the same time at Instituto Europeo de Design uh, disciplines connected with product design, uh, visual design, digital design. It was the early stage from some kind of names that we have now, like UX or VR or AR. But uh, in that period was the early, early stage of it. But I was really, really excited to use what I learned on the architecture school, in my business experience, and in my, I think, I, I, since the beginning, the, the creative side of these works was something that was bringing to me a lot of energy. And I was always super excited with all of these. It was not easy to be an entrepreneur because the name was not there already. Uh, to do that, you was normally called like a crazy guy or somebody that don't have a job and is trying to do by your own. 
but uh, I, for me, it was super important to start early uh, in 2003 with my own design studio. And I was able to do two things, to make money, to really work in something that I was good because I was inside of a good company. I learned it in a good school. And for me, it was super fun to put it in action. It, it was something that I was really connected and it, it gave me a lot of good uh, things. Uh, but in some stage, I started to do some uh, personal research and personal development uh, in things more connected with technology uh, since computing to systems like uh, autopilot, robots, uh, music, something that always uh, brought a lot of energy to me. And th this mix uh, connected with the educational part uh, in looking from, from the position that I'm now, it was something that started to, to create something new. And when I was in 2012, maybe 2013, I was working for several years uh, in a specific technology that is uh, a, a kind of aircraft. It was my graduation thesis on the architecture school. It's uh, airship is a helium filled system. And because of the convergence of a lot of technologies connected with the do-it-yourself industry, with the new sensors, with the cloud computing, uh, the possibility to really prototype fast with 3D printers, um, I saw that was an opportunity to change a little bit my, my way to work. And then inside of my design studio, I started to work on a new idea that became my company that's called Ilio. Uh, that was the reason that I went to uh, MIT, the first class of MIT boot camps. I was trying to understand how to fundraise here in Brazil. <laughs> what is fun? Because it's uh, it's so it's still early stage here. You can listen a lot of histories, but it's still early stage. Uh, but uh, I started to receive super super different informations, and because of my connection with computers and understanding how, for example, Apple started. I am an Apple user since I was nine years old. I'm talking about 1982. I was in the, in the countryside of a country land far away from Sao Paulo, the noise city that you can listen. Uh, and I was already trying to get one computer when I was nine years old. For this period, it was, I, I was considered completely crazy. Why Luciano don't want a horse or something that's cooler? But uh, I, I really, really understood since the beginning the path of the construction of Apple. And because I was an Apple user, I was familiarized with the history of the Stanford Innovation Centers and how it worked. But for me, when I started to look for more information in the West Coast, for me, it was a lot of noise 
around the funding, VCs, and how you make money with that. Everybody looking for exits, what what's not wrong. But because I was trying to bring something that was a hardware, and a hardware that normally people think about, and about the winds, and about the, a lot of questions that uh, I can't answer, but I said, man, if I try to go there, where people are trying to do exponential apps, they will kill me <laughs> in one second. Maybe I need to go in, in some place where people are more easy with hard science or, or hardwares or uh, are not so uh, uh, straight to the point to have a company that have this kind of exponential growth. I know that's possible to have it, but in my vision, because I was from a completely different background, with zero uh, knowledge in the traditional uh, management and business uh, uh, training. I was a self-taught entrepreneur since 2003. I, by luck, I got the first run of the EDX 101 course. And it was amazing. For me, it was pretty, pretty cool to see the, the work of uh, Bill Wallet and Nerdine and everybody to, that really, really uh, designed something that was visual good, completely different from other MOOCs. It was, uh, it was super important for me. And then with the opportunity to go to the boot camp, I said, this is a chance to really go in a place that maybe people will, will listen uh, completely uh, misfit. <laughs> <laughs> in the area, uh, bringing some new ideas, they maybe they can start to listen to me and help me to design a business around that. What is fun that now seeing uh, all the things that I, I already know it about service design or design thinking was completely encapsulated on that. And the, 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 the genius part of what Bill Wallet made with the 24 steps is exactly that. That, and he says in the beginning of any classroom that he he's good in connecting dots and still doing that. Uh, and making this, the history a little bit shorter, uh, I learned a lot about the things that I was already able to do, but I was not listening too much. And this was something that changed a lot my, my past. And because of that, I started to be more receptive to different ideas and my past as a mentor in 10 editions, considering the digital ones, I was able to travel in to five continents to be with people all over the world. I have friends everywhere. It's amazing. Uh, and learning all the time, all the time. Uh, of course, uh, doing that, bringing you to the ground and really make it happen. Uh, traveling a lot with a family. Uh, I, uh, in the end of the MIT bootcamp in Brazil that I became the head of and worked one year to bring this to Brazil, I was completely broken <laughs> in every aspect. Super happy, super amazing journey, but it was super strong to me. And uh, I was really drained. My energy was down. Uh, and because, maybe because of my, uh, I, I use it to be a rock climber. I'm, I'm not risk averse. I know what is a risk, okay? It's why I, I still, I still here. 
but I, I think now I have a different perspective what is to teach entrepreneurship and innovation and the kind of care that you need to have when you are bringing these to different ecosystems, to different countries, to different people. Because sometimes you are teaching something that's more connected with a specific environment. I think Bill Ollett, Professor Bill Ollett, do it in an amazing way. The 24 step super, super connected with the reality. And he is super care with that. I'm not saying that they are trying to sell you something that's completely impossible to do anywhere. It's the, the, the framework super strong. I still use that and it, it really works. But sometimes we can go in directions or we can jump with uh, a lot of face in some, in some directions that can put you in trouble. And this is exactly what I'm doing now. I still working with different companies. I still working as a consultant. I'm working now with an amazing company that is uh, connected with industrial optimization using real mathematics and it's beautiful. Uh, Elio is flying high. We are expanding on a really, really exponential uh, rate. Uh, I'm connected with another company that I, I founded that's connected with logistics and uh, systems that can really help people uh, work with rivers, river, la river lanes here in Brazil. And it's a completely eco-friendly, giant convoy, convoys. It's, there is a lot of cool things that I'm doing, but I'm taking care of the time of I can spend with that. Of course, I need to do money. I need to work. And the, the trick is that, what, I, what can I say? My past is from an architect and designer by training, I become a more, uh, not careful, but I can measure more the risks I can take. And I'm trying to, when I jump in some direction to help somebody, I make sure uh, on this path of innovation, I make sure that I'm really able to spend hours and not damage things on this path. Um, by, by, uh, by heart, uh, my path is amazing. I, I was able really, I was really able to be with amazing people in the last six years. I was with more than 70 nationalities, uh, working with different kind of backgrounds, people that have super difficult histories. I was able to work with refugees in Jordan. Uh, man, uh, crazy pass, but a lot of learning. And I'm ready to share more. I think is that. Uh, I, I, I think the Q&A part can be super important here, Nancy, because uh, I I'm, I'm a, I am an open book, okay, and 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 I'm not afraid to say that uh, what I learned that the, during your past here in this reality, when you are more connected with your inside truths, is when 
you can do better things for everybody and i'm i'm here to to listen and to share a little bit more any part of this journey yeah i really appreciate that i love that too when you're more connected with your inside truths you're um better able to serve everybody i think that's a wonderful verbalization um honestly i i've I kind of marveled and got a little overwhelmed at how many things you've accomplished. I know that uh, you're quite the accomplished entrepreneur, but I was wondering like how you got started and what you felt kind of most unprepared for when you first started your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, if I, I if I start to talk about my my first. Uh, the design studio part was a bootstrap and it's a completely different uh, period. It's, uh, we are talking about 2003, okay? I think it's better, uh, I don't know if you are asking this part of the history or if we want to know a little bit more about what, what was my perception uh, after or pretty close to the boot camp and bringing Elio to re reality. What do you think is better to focus? I, I think if you kind of um, talk about, you know, some of the, the early struggles that you had, kind of getting your momentum going, I think that would be hugely helpful. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I think uh, the, the, the key part is when I was out of the school and when I started my first business, the design studio, I was not ready to understand that my objective was to make money, okay? <laughs> it was something that I was trying to just design and make things that I learned on the school. was like, okay, if I do good design, good things, and I will make money, it will be a, something a, a little bit automatic. And this lack of preparation was super, super uh super hard uh of course i i studied on on a great school uh i was uh, coming from uh, uh the number one uh, design studio uh in brazil i was able to to <laughs> to keep things going but my lack of preparation on these was something that i, I spent like four or five or six years to, to just figure out how to not burn money uh, and, and and lose everything that I got to keep things going. And this is fun. But uh, I learned a lot during this process. After I become more disciplined and talking about Ilio, I think the key part is to get the right partners and to pay attention with who you are uh, connecting. Uh, when you start this, you need to be prepared to the up, ups and downs and of course everybody needs to live but when you have a family or when you have kids you need to really pay attention if you are putting things in risk because my if i keep it my my pass as a designer as an architect with my design studio i was able to keep things on like a super not linear, but a, a, a curve, but not an exponential curve. But I, I will be, I, I will be in a safe position. 
and the kind of risk th that I take it. Uh, if I, I got the wrong partners on the beginning, I will be in trouble now. I will be in big trouble. I'm not making a lot of money with Ilio. Ilio, will, it's, a, it's a long shot. It's a long-term thing. But if I started with the wrong guys, man, it will be pretty, pretty bad for me. And I think this is one thing that you need to pay attention. Sometimes it's better to wait a little bit until you have the right persons to start your business. This is something that can really change the game, change the game. And pay attention if the kind of risk that you are taking are not much for other people that are connected with you. Because sometimes it can be really damaged when things go wrong, go really wrong. You are able to bring it back. I'm not saying that is a, a, anything that's there. It's okay, you are down, no business. But when you are in the down times, uh, you bring everybody down that's really closer to you. <laughs> this is something that can make you think about what kind of risk you are taking. Absolutely. And I feel that the skill to be able to s determine who would be a good partner is one of those incredibly valuable and difficult skills that I think um, it's very right to point out as a priority. Now, we've talked a little bit uh, about your past so far. I'd love to hear a little bit more about sort of what you're doing now and in, say, the next few years sort of thing, what you're thinking about. Are there any you know, hidden surprises you're bringing up? Do you have a steady course? Things like that, if you don't mind. Yes, I'm working uh, now exactly in, uh, I am in a stage that uh, Ilio is becoming a public company here in Brazil. Uh, it's already a holding, but because we are changing the headquarters to Portugal and we, things started to go really fast, okay? And I have to take care of a lot of, uh, paperwork check if i'm doing the right things with everybody that work it. and uh, there is a lot of uh pretty different business for me that's check a lot of documentations and uh it's a it's a different stage of of the, this company but uh connected with the innovation part i'm taking care of the design uh to not to to, the, to work with directly with the design because we have a giant team now in Portugal. We have 200 engineers in this uh, company that's a joint venture that we created, uh, but uh, uh, based on my patent. But I'm, I'm really, really paying attention on, on the details of these new aircrafts or these new things that are coming. We are building one system that is able to carry 250 kilograms it's a drone that is able to fly for more than 20 hours and uh, it's super super disruptive uh i designed one that can stay uh over the jet streams uh it's not it, it don't it, it don't goes in the direction of the loom system from google it's a different system but we can stay there in this high level atmosphere for more than 20 days then we are building one too uh there is one specifically to uh work with 
the transport of medication for difficult areas, uh, the precision spray systems for agriculture connected with all the computer vision and intelligence that I developed develop in the last six years uh, with Ilio here in Brazil. And this is around Ilio. Uh, we use the Comboio, the Convoy uh, new company. We are working with big, big systems that have more than 400 meters and it can go down the rivers that are really curved and sinuous rivers here in Brazil uh, using just electric power uh, and solar power and we can carry tons and tons of commodities with zero impact. We are not using trucks, we are not using trains and we are using rivers in a super responsible way and there is a lot of logistic uh, challenge to connect it with these other systems like the trucks and, and that we can use a lot of intelligence on that uh, more connected with the logistic part and uh, optimization uh, i'm working now with a company that have a super strong core on industrial optimization then i'm going a little bit deeper on the prediction size side of uh, data analysis and i'm working with these cognitive cognitive aspects of uh the next level of the prediction we are not using simulations we are really doing optimizations for who are connected with this field they, there is a big difference on that uh, connected with education i'm working inside of uh, MBA program uh, teaching design thinking uh, and uh, uh, let me think if there is something that I am not remembering I'm starting to to design a specific program that's more connected with uh, ethical innovation and entrepreneurship uh, it's something that is a long shot again is something that I I'm researching a lot because of my past and seeing seeing, seeing things like Terranos, Juicero, you know these case studies are, uh, that are terrible uh, I think we can learn how to teach uh, innovation and entrepreneurship uh, paying more attention with the reality and taking a little bit of care around the smoke and mirrors that you can have when you start to show things that are super different. For example, I can bring to you when I was designing uh, the, the track programs uh, to the uh, MIT bootcamp in Rio de Janeiro, a lot of people work it why we was not uh, working with the favelas and people that came from this background or bringing people with scholarships and for everywhere people was asking to me and what i said that it's something that's not really respectful to go inside of this kind of community and start to talk about to get a seed investment of 500k when they are not able to have money to get the bus. It's, you, need, you need to take care 
when you 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 are you are uh, starting to explain how to be in in different ecosystem because sometimes for people that are inside of a specific ecosystem things looks like pretty common or pretty easy to acquire and when you go in the end of the day after a program like this and you are back in your house and you don't have money to eat in the afternoon <laughs> it's not easy man you have responsibility on that and uh, this is the kind of thing that I'm, I'm paying attention. I, I'm really taking care of the business that I already started. Uh, I'm putting I'm putting me out of the decision maker unit. Like I, I'm not CEO of Elio. Uh, I my, my position is the Sino, but uh, there is a lot of people taking care of all the innovation too. I'm more connected with maybe like a. A part of the board or just just paying attention if things are going in the right direction i still have 30 percent of the company we are you can consider a bootstrap the holding have just three uh, big uh, uh, partners everybody have 30 30 30 and then we have small people that the small partners that have a, a little bit of equities well amazing people not small people amazing people but uh, uh, but uh, I, I still have control of the company. I have all the, the ability to to select who is the CEO and everybody. The same thing with Comboio and uh, and is that I'm really trying to take care of my family. I have a little babe now, Manuela. I'm really focused on that too. I'm I'm enjoying. I am 47 year old guy. It's amazing chance to have a baby with this age and enjoy it and is that uh and i'm looking for new projects as i i started the conversation with with spencer uh around the the sorry this is a big truck passing here uh but a single board computer that people want that i'm uh, i became part of the board uh uh, to help to create some kind of quick starter or kickstarter to this system. I'm also working with a big consulting design company that's called Questono. I'm helping on the the growth of the company in America, focusing on the ag tech industry. I am a partner of uh, Accelerator in Chicago too. Uh, there is some new things. Let me see. I maybe I can. Uh, I'm working with the med school here in Brazil, creating uh, the new innovation uh, center. It's the biggest philanthropic institution, uh, but because of the COVID, we stopped it a little bit. I'm working with the HackMed team of MIT, amazing team. That is, man, man these guys are really, really, really strong. I, I participated participated in three editions of it. It was incredible, uh, 100, uh, 1,500 people inside of a Slack channel. <laughs> it's, it's something that's completely insane, and they are able to deal with that. Uh, and I think it's that, Spencer. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, but in the end of the day, I'm waking up, taking care of my baby, uh, looking for some emails, uh, talking with people that really want to listen to something that sometimes sounds crazy. <laughs> and, 
and it's that. This is my life, man. Thanks so much. I, I really appreciate your explanations. I was actually going to pass the ball to Redmond. He actually put a link on there and um, said, can your drones be used for more commercialized use than difficult terrains, weather, etc.? Let me see. Uh, it, let, let me see if I, I got the, the question. Uh, we work with three different kinds of drones, okay? We work with fixed wings, that basically airplanes. We have the airships, uh, and uh, we use just a little bit of, of quadcopters or no, what people normally call drones. Uh, when you are talking about these difficult terrains, you are talking about high altitudes, uh, it's far away or a difficult weather. So in Redmond's questions, he question he also links to Aerial Loop. That let me let me click here. I'm the, I know the company. You need to take care. Okay, when you are flying over a city, <laughs> these things can really hurt, and the liability here is it's it's crazy. Okay, I gave you an example. I think for things like medical samples. Vaccines, things that you need to hurry up, like uh, 80, 80 Celsius, minus 80 Celsius vaccine. It makes sense, okay, for me. But for things like to deliver pizza, it's completely BS, okay? Uh, don't make any sense. Uh, because if you're trying to innovate in the area of pizza delivery, just create a fintech that help the, the, the guys that are driving the motorcycles to have health insurance or something that's more useful than to make this kind of marketing thing to deliver a pizza from one point to another point. But here you are showing something that, yes, is possible to do. Every country have a different legislation. The liability here is enormous, enormous. The kind of interference, even with 5G or anything that you use to keep track where your drone is, it's a nightmare. It falls all the time. The GPS go wrong. The precision to have a, a good uh, delivering system inside of a city. Maybe you need a real-time kinetic system, uh, even using GLONASS or other kind of technology. The point is, it's possible, I love the idea, but you need to know exactly what kind of problem you are trying to solve. Because there is a, a lot of chance that you are just in love with the technology. <laughs> you're not, what kind of problem you're trying to solve? To make this, to, to, to send something like a, a heart to be trans, transferred for a transfusion or a medical scene that met, but man, come on, come on again. It it is super super delicate. These systems are not completely uh, unfail. And why to not you think about on a different way to attack this problem? I am afraid a little bit. I can use it. We are designing one to do that exactly for medical reasons on rural areas or to deliver specific things to go 60 kilometers in our proof of concept. But again, we know exactly for who, what is the cost, what is the cost to don't have these, why to not do that with a truck or an ambulance or any kind of other ve vehicle. 
the point is, why you want to do that? What is the problem? Uh, but we, yes, we can use it for the right reasons. But in any country that you go, you need to learn how the legislation are already prepared. Uh, there, there are a lot of restrictions to fly and, uh, for, outside of your uh, site uh, view. You cannot fly uh, completely uh, unmanned. Uh, like autonomous systems just for military use or super specific situations. I like the idea, again, but you need to know exactly why you are doing that and check if there is not, if you are attacking the right problem. Thank you very much for that insight, Luciano. I think, uh, as you've very clearly stated, it is important to be sure of your purpose in what you're developing and aim at that target. Now, I believe GJ has a um, question he wants to ask. Yes, thank you. So my question is more about how to build companies, right? So I am, I'm working, as you know, I work as a data scientist and I build intelligent systems of how to drive uh, behavior into population, uh, like wellness things. And on the side, I want to create those kind of things to solve problems, right? Use artificial intelligence, machine learning. The problem that I'm having is that um, as I, you mentioned something before that was the lack of knowledge. And sometimes I have excess of knowledge. So I want to build everything, you know, and I, I program with Python. I do the APIs. I need to learn a new platform and then another one and then another one. I, what I understood what you were saying is that uh, you were more doing something like a modular approach to what you are you were building right you were integrating things so what's uh, the approach that you have uh, used to uh, build that things that can help you to achieve that because the problem that I've had and that's another thing that you've mentioned is that I've had partners that have spent now around fifty thousand dollars. And that money has gone anywhere because my partners have not delivered or they have left or, you know, it's been very difficult to find the right partners. So in, in, in one way, I want to work with people, but in the other way, when I work with them they, or the people that I choose to work with haven't been able to deliver because either they don't have the skills that they said they have or... Uh, we didn't plan the correct way. And even if I follow the methodology that I learned at the bootcamp, it's much more than that. Okay? It's much more, for me, it's much more than defining the problem. Okay, I already know the problem. I already know the technology. I already have a, a, the MVP, how I do it, how, because I cannot scale in uh, teams some way, right? It's not very easy to find somebody that can do it. Basically, we need to first check what we have now and, uh, and how we can move forward. Uh, maybe you can create a mind map of what is going on. I'm really, really using to this kind of situation. You know the Miro, Miro platform, the design and design thinking. And what, what I think, I think it, it's important to you to put 
all these things that happen and from your mind to something that's more concrete. And sometimes when you do it visually and you can create a mind map of what is going on, even to me to go there and check and help you to get a, a good path where you keep things on a good way and you can move forward on a way that it makes sense. Because uh, and uh, I, I'm I'm working with this opti optimization company, man, and man, it's it's incredible. I'm really going through that, and maybe the momentum for what you are trying to build, it's now. Maybe you, you was a little bit early on the on the market with your 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 knowledge, and putting out all the buzzwords like AI, machine learning, deep learning, <laughs> there's the nine, 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 hundred percent of people that are a hundred point one or inf infinite minus one people that are talking about that. They really don't know what is going on around that. Okay? And, but they want to use that, but they want to use, they want to buy, they want to learn. Okay. And there is opportunity. Not I'm not talking about smoke and mirrors, or not to to try to 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 be an expert in snake oil or <laughs> something like that. But uh, maybe what you just need. But maybe, but exactly that. For, but things things for you uh, have one perspective. You are a specialist, and imagine again. Maybe it's time for hit, redo the market segmentation and under, understand where is the fit. Of your knowledge and what kind of product that you really have, and then you can go there and check exactly where you can act and have a pressure point. But what can I say? Sometimes we are a little bit early in the market. Uh, when I was trying to say, to 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 go there in the fields and show people, oh, this is how your near infrared. <laughs> a reflection that's correlated with the photosynthesis of your plant. And uh, the, the farmers in the man, man, this guy got some, no, man, this guy got some mushroom on the pasture and he's completely crazy with this color map, man. And uh, this is real, it's real, man. Sometimes we are so inside of the, the, the technology that for people are super interesting that just to be able to get something that will, will help somebody that wants to go to artificial intelligence or really want to know how to put machine learning, sometimes they, they just need to understand how to go to their Excel spreadsheet and start to organize their data in a way that will be able to run some models over it. And this is already amazing. And maybe if you understand that you can do that, maybe for restaurants, we are in the middle of a, a COVID challenge, or we have opportunities to, to really pay attention. You have super complex supply chains, or you have different kinds of deliverable delivery companies or food companies that are looking for ways to be more uh, optimized. And you can run scenarios and uh, again, I think you, what you can do is to really come back to the scratch, understand what kind of market segmentation, understand what kind of situation where we are living now. I can help you again. I, my, my suggestion is get this app. That is something that I really love to use. It's called Miro. 
you put all your ideas, what you, what things, everything that you made, what is the border, everything that you have there, just to to see what what is the size of the work that you made, and then we can go inside and outside and try to understand because for sure there are opportunities to use the IP uh, that you already created. And after you have something going on, you can try to understand how you can take care of the other partners that are not working. Or maybe they can come back, or maybe you can buy, or maybe you can change the rules, or maybe you can start a new company because it's a different thing, man. Uh, and but you can you can be fair where you can be fair with everybody. Sometimes you what happens? I I, I made a mistake on the begin. I I brought somebody that's a super friend. Uh, I know him since he was two years old, and I was three. Okay, we are really friends. And uh, and uh, what what happened? I cannot put him inside of the holding company. Because we we don't want a holding company with uh, twenty names inside of it. Because this is a nightmare to take signatures. Now that we will be public, then we will be just numbers, and it's easier. But when I was waiting to this moment when things was changing, and then I can go back and say, okay, you remember this is what the amount of work that you made, and 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 and, and I will gave the right share in the right moment. The, the, is what you can do, but it's difficult. It's why you need to take care on the beginning. Sometimes we start, okay, you are good on computer vision, you're good in UX, and, 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 and you have 5% for It's better to work or wait for the moment you have money. Work two or three months with this guy and see if things are, 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 are going in the right direction. It's like to, to you start having a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend and then you go to marriage no, no let's go to las vegas man boom no. you you always seem full full of passion no matter what so uh we're, we're gonna let we're gonna let daniel ask you a question all right hi hi danny hey luciano uh it, it's so good to talk to you uh every time and um uh, I, I was wondering, I, uh, and I think this question is good for uh, everybody in the call, and we know you have experience with that. Uh, I had some experiences uh, raising money and uh, finding partners and all this stuff. Uh, but I have to, actually, it's kind of two questions because I wanted to know how uh, did you find like the right people to invest in your business and how not to use the buzzwords when you're pitching your business. So how, how was this experience? This is, a, this is a good question, again. There are things that make me, makes me a little bit... It, I, I try to calm myself, but sometimes when I, I, I'm, I'm seeing some kinds of presentations where people are saying, no, money is there. You just need to come with the right thing, or and this guy was connected with Sequoia, or already worked inside of Sequoia. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Money is there, of course. Money is there. You worked in Sequoia, and you can teach the Drisero, and maybe you get some money. And there, there's these these kind of things are something that really make makes me a little bit mad. Okay. 
let's talk about the reality. We are if you are trying to raise money in Brazil is one thing. If you are trying to raise money in Australia is another thing. In Taiwan is another thing. In, in America is another completely different thing. Okay, but there is a common thing on that. When we go to VCs or even seeds or micro seeds or we are not talking about angels and families. Sometimes angels too, but in the end of the day, it's network. Okay, these guys just will put money if you they know somebody that's connected with what you are doing. People can say no; they look to the team. Man, if they don't have any track record of you, it's super difficult to get any money. And this is important strategically when you are building your team. Maybe the guy that you call to be the CFO needs to be somebody that's really well connected with this industry. Is the truth, okay? And is why some kind of low ones are getting uh, better. Uh, 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 sometimes it's, get, it's better to get some loan in, in the bank than to, to spend two years doing decks and going to VCs that because they don't know you or anybody in your team, they will not put money. I don't know who is this guy, where he comes from. Nobody's from the Ivy League. No, no, no. It's, man, this is the real thing, okay? The network is super important and there you need to be super strategic how to build that is why the boot camp is something that's important. Our network, it's amazing. People know you. When you are inside of one cohort, you can go there and connect people and you can be introduced to somebody. And this is the way it works. I'm not saying that you, you really need a good deck. You really need a, a good business model. You really need patents. You really need an, an amazing team. But in the end of the day, if you try to do cold calls to VCs, the chance of this guy to say, no, Luciano from Brazil, I'm here in California. <laughs> I'm, I'm here in Palo Alto. We have how many people trying to, to fund fundraising? Why this guy will put money in the hand of somebody from Botucatu, Brazil? <laughs> If they have um, amazing guys in in their corner, man, don't make any sense. But if these guys uh, knows, okay, they pass it through the Terra program, this from Rabobank, and na na na, they know na na. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, he worked with uh, Nathan Trujillo. Nathan Trujillo is an amazing guy. Let's take a call and see what is. They will check who you are in the end of the day. Is why it's important to keep your network and maybe it's good to have people inside of your team that already have this connection. Or if you don't have this connection, you need to think about uh, VCs that have this agnostic approach. And there are VCs that say clearly they are looking for a new face already. Okay. Uh, there are early stage VCs here in Brazil that they are they are not looking to that but the 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 the, the ticket is not super high for america is a is a, it's not considered a seed or it's considered a, a gift i don't know <laughs> it's like it's it's we are talking about a 100 100k usd usd okay 
uh, for America, a, a 100K seed is a normal, a normal shot, okay? Here in Brazil, to get 50, to have 30, $10,000, $20,000 is already super, you know, Danny, that's super difficult. And in the end of the day, venture capital. Take a look. We are talking about a, a super mature uh, environment where the venture capitalists in America, they know exactly what kind of exits, what is a Series A, Series B, Series C, Series D, where, where the money goes, there is IPO, they, you can design to an, for an exit. Sometimes you go to VCs here in Brazil or in other environments that they are just playing with some money and it's the first time that they're doing that. They don't know exactly what kind of exit or maybe they're just testing with you and they get a lot of share from you. They Maybe you go to a series A and they get 40% and the game's over. And uh, but the trick is to pay attention and don't hurry up too much. I, I know that the, the, the game for startups are to be fast, okay? But to be fast on the wrong way, you just fall faster on the hill, man. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I totally relate to that. You know that uh, we we were talking, like I think in 2018, and you know that I traveled the world uh, searching for money. I was in Mexico. I went to a kind of a television program, uh, just like Shark Tank, but in Mexico. And I was talking to the investors and all the, the, the things that we talk and, and on other startups there. And the feeling that I had is that uh, it was the same thing as the, from that guys specifically to get investment for them, from them. And they were like U.S. investors, uh, Mexico or uh, different uh, Canada, everywhere. Uh, these guys, they were uh, looking to invest in your company, but uh, they also like, it sounded like they were, they were like um, a bank, you know, they wanted the returns and they wanted a lot of shares. And in my head, yeah, in my head, I was like, um, I don't need that. And I, I could just ask the loan. The, the bank knows me. They, I, I have, I, I have company for more than 10 years now. So uh, I already had an, enough credit to ask for the money uh, directly for, to the bank. And, uh, what I feel is that networking is so much more important. And as you're answering that, it's it's perfect answer because that's what exactly what I was like reading in my head. I was like, do really like networking is the best way and the, the maybe the only way. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I bring you I bring you some, some something that may looks like a little bit as an accession. But uh, there is a good advantage when you are connected with some kind of VCs that already work on a specific environment that will connect to you with the right customers. And they are looking for the kind of solution that you have because they already have the way to connect you with this customer or with these other com companies. And this is a perfect situation. When they will put money, because they already know where you will fit inside of a different supply chain, maybe to help another startup. There are good situations, but it's not easy to be there. And the, the, you, the, you just learn or you are, you will just be able to be in this situation if you really start to open your network and 
pay attention if you really need the money now. Because just it's not a free ticket. It's, it's, not, it's not like a prize. Sometimes people think that fundraising is something like, like I, oh, okay, I got $1 million. Oh, no, you, you need to pay back $5 million, $7 million, $10 million in three years, man. Yeah. So just just before I pass the, the for the next question, I just wanted to add that um, one of the weirdest experience that I had with this program in Mexico is that I presented my pitch really it was terrible and um, it was really terrible. The guys didn't want to invest in me. But afterwards, we had dinner and I could sit with all these investors because they were staying at the same hotel I was. And after doing this network and talking to them, and we went to a nightclub afterwards with uh, the, the girls and everybody, and uh, the, the talk with me was totally different. They totally wanted to invest in my company. They, they just met me a little bit more. <laughs> so I was always thinking about the networking and how that uh, it really maybe like it, it's a big difference when you have these connections. Is is completely different. It's is something that really happens uh, even when you go to really really sophisticated and professional. In the end of the day, they will do a background check, man. And if they have two decks that are pretty close, maybe your technology or you are a little bit early on the market or you have more IP. But if they know somebody inside of the team A or team B. Even if the team B is not so good at team A, I'm, I, I, man, they will put money on the team B because they know somebody inside of the team and they have the track record and there is somebody that's saying, no, this guy can really deliver what they are saying. Unless they know you're terrible, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the background check is for good or for bad, man. Perfect. Perfect answer. Thank you. Thank you so much, Luciana. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and thanks for your question, Daniel. Uh, Krish, do you have audio? Do you want to ask your question? Oh, yes, I can. Hey, Luciano, long time. Like we met in 2018. <laughs> we, were supposed to, we were supposed to tag in in the negotiation program as well. It was super cool, man. It was super cool, man. I remember you got me. You got me. I was really screwed up on this negotiation. You really got everything from me, man. <laughs> yeah, awesome, great. So, so Luciano, just very quickly, you have been part of the urban planning. So, I just wanted to keep it as an open discussion point from my end. So, just like you know, I I was part of the World Economic Forum in the last two weeks and. There was a lot of concept around uh, upskilling, jobs upskilling, jobs reskilling. One of the things that is really going around the change is the infrastructure upskilling. The thing is like uh, the diners, basically the restaurants which were there, they have been changed to different things. Saloons which were there, they have been changed to it. So you have been into the urban planning section for very long. So do you see that evolution coming around do you see that there is a need right now to create not very uh, obstructive construction within your compound, but keep it like minimal? Like if anything is to be changed, you can change the entire ecosystem very quickly. So do you think that that kind of 
uh, thing is going to be in the urban planning. You know, like uh, the entire uh, places are going through changes right now. Man, this is a, a really good question. And this is something that uh, I really appreciate to, to uh, think about. Uh, answering you, uh, what there is a big opportunity in what you brought uh, is the use of different kind of uh, data sets to take these decisions, okay? Uh, what 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 do I think? Because the, the kind of the, the level of the discussion of you are bringing, and we 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 with the level of seniority with people that you are working on, and is that the the, the the forum is super strong. Uh, I think the right way to think about that. Uh, imagine a fluid dynamics analysis, but not thinking about particles but people okay uh, we can really create different kind of models that can simulate situations uh, or even optimizing situations more than simulations uh, that can give this answer not just by guess that or not just by experience we can use the human experience we can use the traditional ways to to analyze that but uh, in, in this case, that we have a different a re, a, a model we where we have a lot of restrictions and a kind of restrictions that are super strong, uh, I think there is a big space to use different tools to do these analysis, okay? And uh, the answer to this question, if we need some different kinds of uh, typologies to answer to the needs of communities in a different way because of these pandemic situations. Uh, the answer is yes, we need it. And, but it is connected with the intelligence around the analysis of these big groups or the behavior of these big groups. If you want to move a little bit forward on this discussion, uh, I can put, uh, I don't have a, di uh, a, 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 a direct contact with this team. I am a kind of stalker. Of this team, okay. I really love the way they are working on that. Uh, I, I I didn't try to contact them because I was not really able to bring something that was strong enough to get their attention. But I think you have this question, and the, the, you have the right question to do to this group and to this uh, team and this university that are working on this level that your question needs to be uh, challenged and to bring back tools and ways to go further. I can help and I will love to be connected with this, but the answer is yes. I think we have, uh, again, I don't like to to call the the pandemic as an opportunity opportunity because there is a lot of 
terrible things going on right now around that. Uh, but the change that we are having during this situation that is like a war situation, it's a, it's a war between uh, uh, humans, and uh, there, is a, there is a way to define virus. I don't remember who was the scientist that uh, brought that, but he, he called it the virus uh, uh, bad news encapsulated in protein. But or something like that, okay? And this is exactly what we have now, a, a, a monster that is attacking us and is changing everything. And we need to be respectful to that. There is a lot. I, I, I was pretty close to, to lose a friend. Uh, uh, the doctor of my kids passed away from COVID. Man, terrible, terrible situation. But again... We are able to learn during these periods and uh, innovation and, again, being ethical and taking care of what kind of environment you are going through. We can really do change. Uh, and sometimes, uh, as, as, as Danny uh, brought, sometimes we are trying so many things and... Uh, when you go and just be more human, you have the right answers, no? And I think it's that. We can do things if we help each other. Uh, and please, contact me. I will show who, about who I'm talking about. And maybe with a code call or a code call together, we can have some attention and uh, they, they can be interested to, to model this, okay? Oh, for sure, Luciano, for sure. So this is more like, I'll just put it under our smart cities. Um, con like, you know, we have under this Discord channel, I'll just put these ideas. It was just something that, you know, uh, coming from an urban planning background. Man, you, you need to see that, man. You, you, you need to see that, man. I just showed to you, and it's like to use the all the tools that you have for high-level engineering from fluid dynamics to, to uh, particle emissions uh, to the urban level or to create models and we, you can input uh, economical things and man, it's, it, it's beautiful <laughs> it's in the end of the day. <laughs> And, and 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 again and again we are, we are not putting out jobs on this because we need people that can understand that graphics and we need people that put inside of it and the answers because when when we are doing our optimization on some model we can put what we are looking for and we can put in this model that we are looking ways to create more jobs in this period okay it's not just to be profitable we can really restrict some parts of the optimization in that direction, man. Okay. I really appreciate your your uh, your verbalizations of you know what what's just such a complex terrain right now, um, and and that you have made so much happen um, despite the pandemic, but also kind of because of it. You know, looking for. Um, those ways in which things are evolving. And um, I, I always get so fired up speaking to you. I really, I really appreciate all of your time and your words of wisdom.
And and I know, you know, we've had a, a follow-up with, you know, a couple people. Um, I think it would be really appropriate to do that with you as things evolve. I'm really happy to do that. I was really trying to get some dates that was possible to me. I'm dealing with the different things here. There is a saying uh, here in Brazil. I will say first in Portuguese, mais ou menos assim. Todo mundo vê as pingas que eu bebo, mas não os tombos que eu levo. What it means? Everybody just saw the drinks I take, not the follows that I, I got. Okay? Uh, it's not a... It's, it's not a easy pass. Okay? And we... Uh, sometimes we, we wake up on a, on a gray Monday and you have things to do that's not so fun and it, it is not easy. And to keep the spirit on a high level, looks like something that it's a uh, obligation and this is so overwhelming <laughs> if you are sad someday and you don't want to do anything just don't do anything okay you <laughs> just go there. there is a kind of go man you need to go you need to go no, no man sometimes you really need to, to to pause a little bit don't don't listen too much to these kind of things and take your time uh, try to, to, to try to read another book uh, or just relax a little bit and, and and take your time don't 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 go in that direction that you need to be in a super excited state all time that because you you crash is what will happen yeah <laughs> I, I think um, there's a lot of wisdom to be taken from finding that that balance. I don't know if there's a perfect balance, but um, but but knowing you know, when when to take space and when to press forward, and I think you have the ability to do both, evidenced by uh, by your list of accomplishments. Yeah, I'm always trying. You you know, Nance, another saying that I learned. Uh, it's uh, if the hangover becomes first than the <laughs> the party, the, to drink it will be considered a virtuous. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and this is exactly what we are doing. <laughs> it is exactly what we are doing here. We need to keep balance. We need to keep balance. So try to keep balance. Help your friends when you cannot. Just say, um, man, I am exhausted. I cannot do it now, man. But I will, I will be able to do in two or three weeks if it's okay for you. Because it's better to to them to under deliver or to. Uh, we are sometimes on a situation that we become a, a, a people pleaser because you want really want to help everybody, and this is not a good situation too. Uh, when I say, for example, when I, I bring to Krish, or uh, I was uh, really saying uh, that I was able to, to help is because now I'm really able. And if I'm not able to help in that week, I will say, man, this week I am in a deep trouble here. I need just to take a little bit of time. Sorry, but I, uh, if I try to do it now, I will crash and it will be worse. I will disappear for two months. <laughs> And and then and 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 this is what I'm doing now. I'm really taking care of my 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 health and to how to help still helping people, but keeping my my things together too.
I personally believe that that that's the key, you know, find finding that ability to propel one's uh, physical and, and mental strength for the long term. So thank you for doing that for us today, too, because this is hugely inspiring to myself and, and I think for everyone else listening, too. Um, so I, I feel like you, you left us with a, a lot of little excerpts. Do you want to leave us with a, a final uh, word of wisdom? Pay attention with everybody that's close to us. Be respectful. Uh, don't try to overpromise or to. It's, it's, it's pretty bad when you under deliver. Uh, and uh, take care of yourself. To fundraise is not a miracle, it's a kind of loan. And you have people inside of your company paying attention to what you're doing and sometimes putting you in the wrong direction. Uh, just keep moving and be pretty sure that you know the problem that you're solving. Okay, it's commodities now, but have a purpose. I think this is new. Have a real purpose uh, to, to what, why you are doing something, for who. I think is stronger than just to understand the problem. Have a purpose around that, okay? That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. You heard it here from Luciano. Have a purpose. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much to, uh, to Luciano and to everyone who joined us and um, actively participated today. We appreciate you bringing your perspective and your energy to today's discussion. And uh, Spencer and I feel truly fortunate to be part of this community and are very open to hearing your ideas and how we can make Discord um, a better place for all of us to connect for ongoing meaningful discussion. So please feel free to check out the other topical channels when you have a chance. Um, and if you would like to ask Luciano additional questions, it sounds like he's really open to uh, connecting on LinkedIn or via email. Um, and you can also connect with him on, on one of the Discord channels. And one final thank you, Luciano, too, for creating our beautiful logo for those of you who didn't know that's Luciano's handiwork. Yes, and thank you so much because I'm super happy to see it working and that uh, it, 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 it really has a personality and an impact as our community. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. All right, I hope that everyone has a great day and a great evening ahead. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been Nancy and Spencer on Founders Voyage weekly podcast. Our speaker each week can be reached through our Discord server. Our intro and outro music is from the song Something for Nothing by Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band. We'll be back again next week for another episode. Until then, have a great day and continue your voyage.